and we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric Norton, and we are brought to you this week by the Collectible Card Club, Minnesota Nice Cards, Monster Breaks, and our new sponsor this month, Badger Breaks. What's going on, everybody? I hope you are having a blessed week. I'm going to jump right into the show here because uh, we got a we got a loaded show. Although there's not a lot of new content here, what I wanted to do this week is uh, just play just play four of my favorite interviews that we did leading up to the NFL season as the NFL season kicked off last night. We are firmly planted in that. Now going forward, it was a stinker of a game. If you watched it, if you stayed up late to watch it, I'm, 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 it was more exciting at the end than it was at the beginning, but it wasn't the greatest game that we had. Uh, Eagles came out on top over the Falcons. It looked just like the playoff game from last season that um, that the Eagles won as well. So it wasn't the greatest game, but the NFL season is here. So what I wanted to do is play four interviews uh, from our rookie photo shoot trip and our rookie premiere sh- trip. And these are just four, four of the interviews that I had the most fun with uh, talking to these guys. It's Ro Jones of the Bucks, Jordan Lastly of the Ravens, uh, Armani Watts, and Sam Darnold all this week on the show. And then we're going to end the show with my good friend, Mr. Ken Kinsley. Uh, we're just talking just general hobby stuff, what's going on. He was at Rich Klein's show last week, and he um, had a table set up, so we get a little feel for what's going on there. And how that went, and then what he's doing, uh, what he's doing collecting wise, he's got a nice uh, T thirty six, I believe it's a T thirty six collection of some drivers, uh, race car drivers that he these put together. He's actually finished the set, but there's a lot more to it. So he's finished it in a sense, but we'll we'll find out what's going on uh, with his collection going forward. So here is where we like to do new products, new pricing. I got some new uh, new products for you. Uh, definitely some panini so 17 18 panini vanguard basketball hit uh hit streets today opichi hockey hit streets uh back on tuesday then we have a whole bunch of stuff called breakers row uh 2018 breaker row breakers row basketball baseball football hockey and multi-sport it's all over the place here uh, i hope there, there's there's platinum editions and bronze editions so basically what this looks like is just some really high-end cards for you to be getting uh, like a repackaged. It is a repackaged uh, product. All right. 2018 Futura World Football Unique Soccer. That looks very high-end high end as well. Goodwin Champs comes out. Uh, Leaf History of Baseball and Onyx Clubhouse also comes out. Panini Absolute Football came out this week. 2018 Stadium Club Soccer and 2000 Tops Luminaries Baseball. All out this week. That's a that's a lot of stuff for you guys to be getting in, uh, getting in your hobby time with. So I hope that you are enjoying all of that. Now that's it for. Uh, I don't think we had any new pricing this week. So if we did, I have not been notified about it. Uh, I do want to let you guys know that we are running a special on the Beckett Marketplace uh, this weekend for a select number of dealers who opted in for this. We got a. We got an 18% discount for you on your, on your, um, I'm there, there, it just popped up right now. We got an 18% discount for you on your, on your shopping cart. So you can take 18% off your order of $50 or more when you use the promo code kickoff. The dealers that are taking place in this are Burbank Sports Cards, 7th Inning Stretch Sports Cards, Triple Play Sports Cards, the Dugout Sports Cards and Comics, Addison Park Sports Cards, and Diamonds in the Rough. Uh, it's right. It's on the slider on the home, on the Beckett homepage. If you go there and click it, you can go and get take advantage of these uh, these big savings we got for you. Eighteen percent off your order of fifty dollars or more. Use promo code Kickoff. It's really that simple. All right, uh, let's get to the show again. I want to thank all of our sponsors: the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, Minnesota Nice Cards. Badger breaks and our phone hotline is of course Marlin and the Spotty Hot Cash, Spotty Hot Cash hotline, which you will hear Ken on. All right, coming up next, we're gonna start with Jordan Lastly. We're gonna go to Armani Watts and then Roe Jones and Sam Darnold. Thank you very much again, guys, for listening this week. You guys hang tight, and we'll be right back. This is Steve Brad from Beckett Authentication, and you're listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. 
All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. Uh, we're joined now by a, a special interview here. For sure. This is the first mother-son interview we've ever done, I think. I think you're right. This think is you're right. <laughs> All those episodes, and this is the first one. This is the first one. Uh, Miss Jackie Jones is with us. Yes. How are you doing? Hi, how are you guys? We're doing well. And Mr. Ronald Jones II is with us from USC. How are you doing, buddy? Yes, sir. I'm doing good, man. How are you? You, you are knocking these autographs out. How many you got to do today? <laughs> I got way too much. Like. 2,000, <laughs> 2,500, something like that. All right. So, we were just asking you off air if you collected cards as a kid, and you said, yeah, you had lots of them, man. Run, oh, yeah. run that back for us. Yeah, I have about three booklets full with okay. about, I want to say, 2,000 cards each. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Had just alone probably 150 Ladanian Thompson's cars. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Was that kind of your guy growing up? Most definitely him and AP, uh, Jamal Charles, Chris Johnson. Okay. Definitely my okay. favorite right. backs growing Good up. Deal. Now, you named a couple of Texas guys in there. You're yeah. not from Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you're yeah, from Texas? Yeah. Okay. McKinney. Well, yeah. You're McKinney. I did not know that. Yeah. How did you end up at USC? Uh, just throughout recruiting, you know. Uh, I originally committed to Oklahoma State, but then okay. I opened up my commitment after the running backs coach left for a job in the NFL. Okay. And then it came down to uh, USC, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Okay. It was a battle. I was trying to keep him close, but yeah. he won. She gave me like a, uh, what was it? <laughs> Four like to five a, hours. Yeah, radius. And <laughs> those teams weren't going to work out. So. Yeah. So how, how did you not end up at like TCU or Texas or, you know, right. or, uh, yeah. Texas, they had just fired Mac Brown. Okay. TCU was too close. Yeah. Uh, she would have been coming to parties and stuff with me, so you know, I had to get away from the mess and just be on my own. I mean, you I'm, you're, you're going to L.A. I mean, you're giving up mom's cooking. Is that really, I mean. Oh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's cooking? Uh, nah, she can cook, but uh, my grandma got the chef hands. Okay. okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. I see. I see. I see. So, Mom, what's this like for you? What's this? You've watched him grow up, right? And now he's on the prefaces of the night of his life. What's what do you feel? It's exciting and but also nervous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you nervous for him? Because he looks pretty calm and collected. I am, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. praying for the best outcome. Of yeah. course, of course. If you had it now, if you had a choice, where would he land? Oh, if, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> close again. She must be close. <laughs> How about them boys? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I love you, Jerry. No. <laughs> Jerry, if you're listening, right? <laughs> uh, Paul's a Redskins fan, so you guys can fight that my, out. Yeah, my yeah. mother loves the Redskins yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she wants them to be there. Yeah, yeah I'm originally from coming back. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. my, my grandfather lived there. Right. I look good in those colors. That's USC colors. Yeah, exactly. I can do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, let's talk about your earrings, man. Those are unique. Where did you get those from? These are actually I got them online. Okay. I don't even know the website. One of my lady friends helped me get them. Okay. I like them. They're nice. Now, are you a snake? Is that what? No, it's 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 a reminder, you know, to watch out for the snakes because not everybody's on your side. You know. Got you. Snakes in the grass. Snakes in the grass. That's right. They're always lurking out there. They're always lurking. Like mice. So, so for real though, how are you feeling, man? It drafts a couple days away. How are you feeling about this? I'm feeling good, man. I'm just anxious, you know, excited to see where I land and where my next journey is going to be at. Um, do you, I mean, the NFL is kind of switching over to the college game where they're, they're running more of a spread, they're running out of a shotgun, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, everybody said that there's, you know, running backs aren't as important anymore. I don't believe that. Do you believe that the running backs are not important anymore? Yeah, I think that's, you know, a bunch of belong. What's good, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at teams like the Cowboys, uh, yeah. Jaguars, with uh, Fournette, Zeke, and yeah. Kamar and Hunt, you know, did yeah. for their teams, and McCaffrey, uh, yeah. you know, in the rookie years, I think, you know, the position is definitely, you know, important. It's definitely important, yeah. Yeah, for uh, team success. McCaffrey and Fournette went in the first round last year, but yep. then arguably the most impressive were Hunt and uh, Allen, who went in the uh, third round. Right. So, you know, right. it's it's still an important position. Exactly. Yeah, no matter the formation you're running. Right. Catching out of the backfield is important. You you feel comfortable catching out of the backfield? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a lot of USC. Uh, yeah. You know, the reception total ain't there, but uh, given the opportunity, I know sure. I can step into the play. Of course, of course. I saw that Texas game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to ask. You were showing us a, a card of, of, of him and, uh, and Sam Darnall on the, on the same card or whatever that's on eBay yes. right now, whatever. It's kind of cool. So what was it like playing with uh, with Sam? Oh, man, it was it was great. You know, every time you're out there with him, you, you know you got a chance to win no matter what the score is. So, uh, you know, we come back for 21, you know, and uh, like he says, you know, he saved me and I'll save him during games. So, okay. yeah, that's, that's my go-to man. So. Okay. Very nice. Good deal. Trojan Very nice. way. 
<laughs> so, Mom, what's it like seeing his card? You just you pulled that up on eBay, and you said it was around five hundred dollars. What's it like for you seeing that? That's very exciting. Actually, um, Sam's dad told uh-huh. me about that card. Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, his father, grandfather, found it. Oh wow! On oh, eBay. okay. Yeah. All right. Grandpa, grandpa, yeah. grandpa. <laughs> he, he out there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's good stuff, man. That doesn't happen too often. Did, right. you, did you get to travel to USC for games a lot? I or, did. Yeah. Yes. What's it like seeing a game, seeing a college game at, at USC? Oh, it's awesome. They have the fireworks. Yeah. Um, the crowd is the torch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. yeah. And yeah. they do the fireworks too. Oh, okay. And the crowd oh, yeah. is just um, live. Sure. And yeah. There's, well, you are. You guys are in a unique position because you can actually talk about Friday night Texas football here yes. and then what's it what's it like you know if the college game is it yeah. comparable um I would say the atmosphere you know is up there but uh for high school you know yeah. considering you know uh not everybody's like a big time school and things like that I think high school football here is definitely better than sure the other states like if you look at Allen yeah. and even you know what we're doing in McKinney with our new stadium uh you know, it's it's big time. It's, it's another. A, it's yeah, a, you get ten thousand people. Yeah, to watch yeah, yeah. A million dollar stadium. Yeah. To watch eighteen and seventeen year old kids run around. So that's that's how you know it's real. Yeah, that's big yeah. stuff right there. McKinney's a good town, man. It is consistently in the top ten places to live in America every year. It's it's a nice, clean town. It's, yes. Uh, it's a safe town. It's. Uh, Fun. That little downtown area they have around the square. The square. Oh, that's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, there. it is. <laughs> There's a good burger place joint down there there's called uh, the Square. Waterburger. No, 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 no Waterburger. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it's called the Square. Yeah. Square Burger. Yeah, Square uh-huh, Burger. Yeah, uh-huh. Cadillac Pizza. Yeah, uh-huh. it's all around. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's the old people part of town. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna hang around there? Oh, hang around there. That's where mom is. Nice. So we were talking to Jordan. Live karaoke and stuff. We were talking to Jordan from UCLA, and we were asking about the music scene in LA and how oh, yeah. it how it is tied into sports there you being an outsider from Texas and, and going there and seeing that how did that how do you think that ties in well with like like well USC Snoop's around right you know oh, yeah. and you know Kendrick's right there and you know Dre yeah, and concerts on campus yeah. yeah um yeah we have spring fest you know every year yeah. like a lot of schools but uh I mean, yeah, we saw YG, you know, at hotels before games. Yeah. Uh, Joe Moses performed for us sure. after our Rose Bowl win. So sure. it's definitely, like, well and connected, you know, because uh, music gets us going before our games. So of course. It's definitely, yeah. Of course. Now, did you ever have a, did you have a Snoop experience? Did you come to a practice or? Nah, uh, no, nah, I, I wasn't lucky enough to get one. I think because uh, his son went to UCLA. Yeah, yeah. He kind of stopped, you know, stopped repping right. his heart. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't get to see him. I saw him at the All-American game. Mm-hmm. Back in high school, okay. he gave me a, a shout out, so that was cool. Oh, that was very cool. That was cool. Good stuff, man. I, I've never got a shout out from Snoop. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. <laughs> That's funny. That That's real funny. funny. So, Jerry World isn't isn't anything new to you, then. You've seen it, you know. But what's it going to be like on draft night? Wait, what do you What do you think? Uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to yeah. be surreal. Uh, but I'll be with family and friends. Of course. At, uh, okay. Good deal. Uh, a ro- local restaurant back home, barbecue. Okay. Can we, can we come hang out? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 He's talking our language. Yeah. 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 Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. That's very nice, man. Uh, Best in Texas. Yeah. What's yeah. it called? Hutchins Barbecue. Hutchins Barbecue. Okay. I mean, I'm not opposed to. Right. <laughs> We're the fat packs. Yeah, we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't get here. Meals on us. Very nice. Very nice. So. Um, who are you looking forward to playing against in the, in the NFL? Uh, like what team? Or yeah, players? like like player, like somebody uh, you, maybe maybe a linebacker, somebody you, Malik. You, you <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah, Malik Jefferson. Okay, uh, you know Von Miller's one of the best in the okay, game. Yeah, yeah. So you know guys like that, and then my SC guys, Adoree. Sure. Uh, you know Sue, all those guys. Rasheem when they get drafted, so that'd be cool. So uh, SC's got a, a long storied history of running backs and wide receivers, man. What are you gonna do to add to that legacy? Oh, I'm just, you know, keep carrying the torch. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I named, made a name for myself back at SC, so right. you know, I'm just looking to do the same thing at awesome. the next level. Awesome. Oddly enough, I, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the brand, but I saw you. I saw another brand of card giving away uh, one of yours today. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, these look a lot better. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> Good deal. They do look a lot better. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Mom, uh, any, any parting shots from you? Any uh, any bold predi- predictions? 
No, I, I predict the first round. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. There you go. <laughs> My last question for you, sir, is, is what are you buying mom, man? That first paycheck. What are you, what are you buying mom? Uh, first paycheck. Uh, what do you want? He's probably buying yeah, Let's get this on there. What He's do you want? Yeah, space. I don't know. Space is probably what he's going to buy. I hadn't space. thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> a room away from me. Probably get her a trip to Hawaii or something. Trip to Hawaii. There you right. go. There you go. All right. I'll uh, take it. <laughs> before, uh, before we get out of here, Please let our listeners know where they can follow you on Twitter so they can see your journey to the NFL. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Rojo. At Rojo. R-O-J-O. Red in Spanish. All right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> awesome. That works. Thank you very much for your time, man. Yeah. Thank you. Tied on. All right. This is Rob Bertrand with GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, uh, thanks for hanging out after that quick break. Uh, joining us now, courtesy of Panini and Great Moments, is uh, UCLA wide receiver Jordan Lastly. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you guys today? Uh, we are, we're doing well, man. We're doing a lot better than he is. This poor guy right here He's signing, signing away <laughs> like a beast. You guys can't see it, but there's a, there's a manila folder here. With his name on it, and it says fifteen hundred. Yeah, just, man, uh, that's yeah. a lot of that's a lot of signing <laughs> to it do. Is, is. I don't mind. I know it'll be in somebody's hands. There so. you go. You know what? You're gonna make some collector somewhere happy. So yes, sir. That's sure. the important thing to remember here. For sure. Hey, so, uh, so growing up, did you um, did you collect anything growing up? Did you collect cards? Um, I collected cards here and there, um, but I mean, not not too much. I mean, when I was a kid, card cards weren't. I guess, I guess it just wasn't, I guess, a popular thing, yeah. I would say, um, from where I'm from. I, everybody was playing was playing something where, sure. where I'm at, so okay. I got you. everybody was pretty busy. Where, where are you from? Yeah. I'm from L.A., Compton. From LA. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. I got you. Very nice. Uh, getting over to you. So now, did you, USC recruit you? Yes. So, uh, so how did the decision come down to UCLA, uh, USC? Well, it came down to a couple things. Um I, I mean, honestly, growing up, I was I was I was a big USC fan. I was a big Reggie Bush fan. Um, that was you know that was my team. I had USC you know comforters, sheets, all that. Right, right, right. Um, but the funny thing is, uh, when we you know when I started you know getting recruited and it was time to like you know make a decision, stuff like that. Um, USC was actually they were actually uh, you know figuring out who was going to be their next coach. I think Coach Kiffin had just got fired at the time. So. Um, Really, a lot of my decision was really based off, you know, this, you know, not knowing the direction of, you know, where, you know, where the where the program is going to go and who they're going to hire, and then plus at the time, uh, you know, UCLA had beat up on SC for like four years straight. Right, right, right. So, um, you know, I just wanted to be a part of something that was on the rise, something that was, you know, that was going to be special, and I feel like UCLA kind of kind of had that at the moment. So. Um, I mean, it, I mean, if I could do it all over again, I would still probably go, still go there. So. Okay, oh, perfect, perfect, good stuff. Man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be a, got to be torn. So, are you a, a USC fan now, or are you still you all USLA, UCLA now? Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'll always be forever all UCLA. Um, okay. I mean, obviously, I've, you know, coming out of coming out of high school, I have a bunch of teammates that uh, you know went to USC. So. Sure. Um, you know, me being an LA guy, I always support you know the people that come from you know come from the inner city and stuff like that. Um, I always had a bunch of friends that I always played against going against USC. So okay. I have I have up the utmost respect for them. Um, but when I'm on the field with them, no, I don't. So, <laughs> all, right, all right, that's good. That's good. So uh, you know, here in Texas, football is religion on Friday nights. Right. What's the football scene like in California, like in the in the LA area specifically? It's it's magical, man. Um, especially when you go to one of those story schools, story programs. Programs, um, you know the Long Beach Polys, the yeah. you know the the Gardena Serras, the the Corona Centennials. You go to the schools like that, it's special. Um, everybody, everybody in the city is, is getting off work earlier. They're trying to bust their ass to get to that game, right? Right. You know, because you know in those high school games they start at you know six thirty, seven o'clock. Right, so that's right. like right after, sure. right after people are getting out of getting off of work and right off the freeway and stuff like that. And all the LA traffic. Yeah, all the LA. Yeah, the LA traffic. The LA traffic is hectic. Um, <laughs> But one thing I would say that's different than uh, I know, you know, than it is in Texas. Um, well, I, well, you know, in Texas, all the high schools are like junior colleges compared to yeah, the high schools that are, true. you know, that that we're that I see. Sure. Um, so I would say the the football scene in LA is is really is really intimate. Um, you know, it's not too many people that can be there. Like right, you know, sure. you go to you know you go to one of those high school games that's out, that's out here you might have like 10,000 people at the game or something yeah. like that yeah. so yeah. you go to you go to one of our games you know the cap is probably 
2,000, 3,000. Sure, sure. So right. it's, it, I feel like that makes it more exciting, and, right. you know, that type of thing. Like, for one, for instance, we played against uh, Long Beach Poly when I was in 11th grade. And, you know, like I said, Long Beach Poly was one of those, you know, storied programs, one of those programs that, you know, always going to be around, always going to be good. Right. And I went to I went to Gardena Cerro. I mean, obviously we've been pretty good in the last you know decade or so. Sure. But um, we haven't had that history like you know Polly has. So right. po Polly doesn't just bring their history; they bring their fans. They bring, you know, they're 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 right into it. We right. had a game against them. I probably I think we had we had to bring extra bleachers in. Wow. That's we had to bring like four or five extra bleachers in. We we easily had like over five thousand people at that game. Wow. So and that's a lot sure. you know for cali ball so sure that's, yeah that sounds like a lot definitely <laughs> that's good stuff. so what's it like uh catching passes from josh rosen amazing yeah um he doesn't he doesn't make you doesn't make you you know reach too far reach too low um he's he's accurate on all three levels short intermediate long sure um and he's a winner man he's yeah. he's, he's somebody that you always you know he's gonna keep slugging no matter what the, no matter what the score is sure and um you know be, especially being a receiver you definitely appreciate a quarterback who's never gonna you know never gonna lose confidence never gonna lose you know sight in a win you right. know because right. i feel like as a quarterback you know you kind of can tell that you know the game might not be going as good i feel like that kind of affects how you play Josh stays cool, calm, and collective at all times, and he's you know he's the same guy every game, every game, every day in practice, out of practice. I mean, he's just him. So nice, very nice. That's good insight right there, man. How does his how does his game help elevate your game, and you know how's that going to translate to the next level? Well, um, Josh put me, he kind of put me hip on. I mean, I was already watching you know enough film. But um, he made me watch film a little bit differently. Okay. Um, made me watch, made me learn how to like, you know, to watch film with my next quarterback in the future. And you know, got, he has me, he kind of trained me to look at certain stuff and uh, you know that type of thing. He basically just really encouraged me to always watch film with the quarterback, so you can, you know, you can you can think what he's thinking. So when sure. you get on the field and that same situation comes up that you guys seen on film. Like it's you know it's like you guys are all both ten steps ahead of everybody, right, so right. it just makes it look that much more cleaner, that much more smooth. That's a, that's an important. I've never thought about it from that aspect. Before. Yeah, because well, yeah, there's a lot of plays just in the NFL where things get broken down. Sure, there's got to be some kind of chemistry, you gotta play some football. kind of unwritten, yeah. you know, uh, connection between the two to sure. be able to make that play work. You yeah, know, the quarterback scrambling and the receivers got to know where to go, help right. them out. So. Now, Jordan, are you a uh, are you a speed guy or are you a route guy? Um, I honestly think I'm both. Um, I feel like I do a pretty good job of changing my speeds, uh, beginning of the route, during the route, and end of the route. Um, I feel like I use my speed really well, use it to my advantage, um, and I do. And I'm I'm a, I'm a Cali guy, so I I, t I take pride in I take pride in my technique. We have good weather in Cali, uh, of course. You know, 100% of the time, so it's <laughs> it's really no excuse for you to not, you know, get out there and get your work in. So I'm a I I, I try to, I try to be a, a perfect route runner. Sure. Course. Have you ever you brought up weather? Have you ever played in inclement weather? Um, a few times in college. Um, I actually I actually just seen snow coming out the sky for the first time <laughs> on one of my NFL visits. So okay. that was pretty. That was pretty. Um, you know that, that was that was pretty surreal for me. Yeah. Me being an LA guy, I, the only time I ever seen you know snow was either on the ground or it was artificial sure, so sure. that's the only time i ever seen it or in the mall or something right, like that right. <laughs> but nothing nothing uh nothing nothing too crazy but um i think the coldest game i played in up to this point uh we playing against colorado my junior year and I think at kickoff it was it was probably it was like below forty. Well, that was a boulder. So yeah, that was yeah, a boulder. Yeah. And, you know the air is thinner there, yeah. so it was you know it's really crispy. Sure. Boulder is not that's like Paul, you, ever, you you've probably never been to Boulder. Have never you? been to Boulder. And no. Boulder is like the most hippie place of all hippiest places ever. It's <laughs> it's, it's, it's a unique I've unique experience there. Um, so. <laughs> That's just crazy. Uh, what's the music scene like with the connection but with sports in LA? I mean, you got you got Snoop, okay. you got Dre, you got right. Kendrick, you got all these guys. I mean, how does the music play into the sports scene? Uh, it, it's, it's instrumental in all of our lives. Yeah. Uh, I feel like being a kid from LA, um, you have a lot of guys. You have a lot of. It's, it, there's a lot of music that you know. Me, me being from you know me me being from LA, including other guys too, that you know that. We got a lot of LA guys that make music that aren't even really mainstream. Yet. Right, right. So a lot of underground guys, a lot of guys that we went to school with, a lot of guys that we grew up with, that type of thing. So sure. um, music in LA is very influential. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, Nipsey Hussle, I would say those are definitely the two 
the two main uh, the two main megas of music from where you know where where most people where most kids you know listen to sure. definitely Nipsey Hussle he's more of a motivational type of rapper um, that type of thing so I like proper you like propaganda I like him a lot he's yeah. a rapper yeah yeah he is I've never heard you know, of propaganda. He's, a, he's a Christian hip hop rapper and but he's wow. he's very He's from LA and he's based. He's based in the Lord. It's awesome, man. It's, okay. He, he does a good. Job. He does good stuff. He's on. Uh, Can't knock that. He's on uh, Humble Beast, which is a record label. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I know Humble know, Beast. Yeah, so he's on Humble Beast. I had to. Well, there you go. Had to get you had to get your music. I had, I had to, to brief right. me real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you can talk music, you're you're a jump exactly, over. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, so, all right. So let's go back to the collecting side real quick. So, have you had a chance to like? Um, to open one of your own cards yet? Have you seen one of your own cards yet? Well, they that? just brought one, and I think my mom just took it back to our room. So okay. mom, 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 I probably mom glanced. It, huh? Yeah, I probably <laughs> seen it for maybe about five <laughs> seconds, and then it was already in. It was out my hand already. That's awesome. I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's still looking. At yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> probably sent it as my grandma. Everybody. Everybody so. else. That's awesome. So what's that? What's that feeling like to actually be on a printed material that's going to be distributed to? thousands of people yeah i mean it's a it's it's a surreal feeling um it puts it puts everything into perspective all the years that i put into you know put into this and me being a kid from where i'm from and you know being from the inner city of la like you know i'm just i'm just blessed to even be here you know talking to you guys and you know signing stickers and stuff all day like this is you know the fact that i get to wake up and know that this is what i get to do for a living um it's rewarding it's fulfilling and it's satisfying and uh, I mean, I couldn't be more proud of myself. So you know, me being able to look at myself on a card, and you know, looking at my, you know, my stats from all four years and stuff like that, it's just right. like, you know, it's literally watching. What is it? It's literally like taking a glance of all the work you put in. Sure. So. Good stuff, man. Good so deal. you mentioned something there. All four years. Is that something that was important to you that you wanted to stay there for all four years? Um, I was well, I would say initially, honestly, no. Okay. Because. I, I always felt like I was in that, you know, that, I guess that group, that three and out group, sure, you know, and then sure. that was a, that was a thing, that was a thing uh, at my high school, everybody that, you know, that played or, you know, went to, you know, went to whatever four year they were going to go to, you know, they played early, they played as a freshman, so they were able to get that experience, sure. you know, really fast. Me on the other hand, I redshirted, so, uh, okay. you know, I looked at it, you know, I, I kind of took everything from a different perspective and humbled me, so. Um, that was definitely that was definitely a good thing for me. A, a name that I think about with uh, UCLA, you know, Troy Aikman, obviously, but Maurice Jones-Drew is, is is he a guy that comes around the program still and, and helps out? Yeah, now MJD, he's big. He's he's really busy with you know NFL Network and all sure. that stuff now. Yeah. Um, but he yeah he comes back. Um, he's talked to us a couple times after practice before. You know, kind of like a little hype up speech sure. before the game, sure. um, that type of thing. But anything that's coming from him, man, it's just you know it's coming from a good, yeah. loving, genuine place. And you know, and you, if you know MJD, he's a hard nosed guy. Like sure. he, he he gets after it. So um, I mean, hearing hearing anything coming from him is is all is always good. Of course, yeah, you gotta pay attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah you really gotta pay attention. All right, man. Uh, we're gonna let you uh, finish up here. But, uh, Already? Yeah. yeah. I know you're so excited. You know <laughs> I do have one more question for you. Come on. How long did it take you to get braided down like that, man? man. <laughs> like this. I just got my hair braided on Sunday. Okay. Probably say almost, almost. Almost three hours. Almost three hours? I don't, I don't know if I have, have it in me. Sorry, <laughs> right, he was watching this. Yeah, it's a process, man. You got to really you gotta really want to have hair. So. Yeah. Are you are you going home for the draft or you stay here in Dallas? I'm going home. You're going home? Uh, being around family, is that important to you for, yeah. for the draft? Yeah. I'm a big family-oriented guy. Sure. Um, I got two little brothers. Okay. Um, you know, my mom, all those people. So um, I wanted to share that with everybody. This isn't. Of course. You know, when I, I I don't play football just for me. I play it for you know. I play it for my city. I play it for my neighborhood. Um, my Pop Warner team, my high sure. school team. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a representation of the inner city right. of L. A. So I play for everybody, man. So I want I want everybody to to see. I want all the little kids to see all my little cousins and all sure. their friends. You know, so they can see stuff is actually attainable. Of course. So yeah, yeah I want to stay at home. Plus. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm too nervous to be at, the, to be at the drive. I don't want nobody to catch, capture my, 
you know, my facial expressions and stuff like that. I want to look, I want to look strong and 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 and, uh, and confident. So I rather stay. His insides are turning. Though. Exactly. I rather, I rather stay. I rather stay in the comforts of my own home. So that's awesome, man. Good deal. That's man. really good. All right, man. Uh, we we do gotta get some more interviews. Yeah, but before we get out of here, okay. can you please give our listeners your Twitter handle and your Instagram handle okay. so they can follow your journey through the NFL? Okay, so my Twitter handle is Legendary Lastly. Um, I'm sure everybody knows how to spell Legendary. Uh, <laughs> my last name is spelled L-A-S-L-E-Y. That's on Twitter. On IG, Instagram, my Instagram is JLast2. That's my nickname, J-L-A-S and the number two, and you got it. There you go. Perfect. All right, guys, go check him out. All the best of luck to you, man. We're Thank we're you. We're for you, bro. Thank you. All right. Appreciate All right, guys, it. guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Carvin Chung from GTS Distribution, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. Uh, man, it's been a busy day. Yes, it has. It's been a busy day. We have we, we ran a lot of great potential draftees through here. And uh, right now we're sitting in front of a, an A&M Aggie. Mr. Armani Watts, safety for the uh, for the A&M Aggies. Yes, indeed. Uh, can, first of all, Mr. Mr. Watts, can we get a gig'em? Oh, gig'em. Gig'em, that's right. <laughs> yes, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? Uh, doing real well. Doing well. Doing real well. So you, you're signing some autographs yes, here. Yes, uh, Is this the first time you've ever done anything like this? Uh, but this, yeah, this is my probably first time doing something like this. I signed some cars uh, earlier throughout the process, but then sitting down like this. Sure. Know. Sure, very sure. Cool, very cool. So since um, we were collectibles podcast, we were for Beckett. Did you collect cards at all when you were a kid? Uh, probably the closest thing was Yu-Gi-Oh cards or you, something like that. Cards? Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I thought you were talking about sports cards oh, or something, no, but that's cool. cards some cool. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, I get those. Now, did you uh, did you play the game? Uh, I played uh, when I was like in middle school. So okay. it's been a while. All right, were you yeah. any good at it? I think I was good. I had like, a pretty good couple of decks. Very good yeah. decks. All right. Good. <laughs> I can't really release what I had in the decks, but yeah, no, I got <laughs> you. I got you. Now, do you still have those cards? No, no, no clue where those are. Yeah. I tried looking for him a couple times and I just gave up. Gave up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably at an old house somewhere. Oh, that's funny. Very nice. Good stuff, man. So A and M, man. Uh, how we were just talking off air. You're from California, but mm-hmm. you went to high school down the road here. How'd you end up at A and M? Really, I ended up committing my junior year actually uh, on a junior day. Okay. Uh, I really just fell in love with the whole environment of College Station, the coaching staff. Sure. Uh, they didn't really sugarcoat anything with me, so that was a big thing. Apart it. I'm um, three hours away from my mom, so she really loved A&M, especially sure. the educational part of it. So right. uh, ever since then, I picked A&M and made the best decision. I'm still of course. happy with that decision. Kevin Sumlin was there at the time. Yes, Did you learn a lot from Sumlin? Almost definitely. Uh, really being at A&M, learned a lot about patience and just really growing up, basically, helping you become a man. Sure. Uh, just really taking care of your business. So. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. You guys ran through a lot of quarterbacks there, too. Oh, man. yeah. Kyle Allen, yeah. Baker Mayfield, everybody. everybody. Yeah. So – that that controversy aside, what was like on that A&M defense, man? What was that like? Uh, whatever was happening on the side of the ball, we just knew we had to do our job. Still, exactly. uh, yeah. no matter what happens, it's gonna the season's gonna, still gonna have the next game. So sure, everybody's gonna have to perform no matter who's up. So sure, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Now you're sitting here just a couple of days away from the draft. You excited? Nervous? Uh, most definitely excited. Uh, I don't think it's really going to hit me until that phone call come, but I'm excited. Family coming down uh, this week, so oh, it's going to be a fun yeah. week. Yeah. You're going to watch at home with family then, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that, is that important to you, watching with family? Almost oh, definitely, yeah. They've been supporting me all my life, so uh, spend it, have a good time with them. So. Of course. Yeah, for sure. It's like one of the yeah. more pivotal moments of yeah. your life, you know what I mean? To be honest, Real with huge. Them, it's just it's better than uh, sitting in some green room, you know. What I mean? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> for hours, yeah. For Not hours, knowing hours, when you're gonna yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> what you're doing. yeah, exactly. That's got to be nerve wracking for those yeah. guys who sit there. I yeah. remember the first one that comes to uh, to mind is uh, Brady. Uh, Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sat there forever, man, yeah. and just waiting to get drafted. I can't imagine. I, I, I would hate to hate to have that happen, man. Sure. So you're signing card, you're signing signing away. You said you you signed before. Yeah. But what what's it what's it like what's this process like to you? Uh, like is it is it crazy? Yeah, it's pretty surreal right now. Uh, it's been a hectic process actually going on. I've been all over the country really, but yeah, uh, it's really a humbling experience taking it all in. Not too many people get this opportunity, so right. just run with it and have fun with it. 
it was, so that's cool. Yeah. So have you had a chance to um, to see any of your cards or actually open any of your cards out of a pack or anything uh, like that? Actually, no, I haven't yet? seen any Nothing of them. Nothing yet? All right. Uh, oh, you're good. You're good. Well, there's uh, some guys over there. You might be able to, hopefully, they'll, uh, they'll have a card up yeah. or something. Well, actually, here, as so. we just sat down. Did they pull one? Uh, Mojo Brakes just pulled one. They just pulled one? Yeah, right, just, cool. they so just pulled one here. So Probably going to have to find a new signature, though. My mom hates my signature. Oh, really? Yeah. You That's know what? Right, the, the important thing, as you pull the stickers in front of you to do this, oh, yeah. the important thing here is just to stay on the sticker. Yeah, stay on the sticker. That's all you got to do. Sure. And collectors will be happy. Yeah. As long as you, it doesn't matter how bad your signature sure. is, just stay yeah. on the yeah. signature. I always tell you, you're not supposed to read it anyway. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's like an A check mark, right? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. it. perfect, man. That, you there gotta, you go. You got to sign hundreds of them, so might as well make it easy on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Good uh, stuff, man. Again, you grew up in California. You mm -hmm. went to high school here in Texas. Did you have a favorite team growing up? Uh, actually, it was Baltimore. Oh, uh, Baltimore. because of Ed Reed, okay. guys like that, Ray Lewis. Uh, I used to want to go to Miami okay. when I was okay. a kid, so I always watched them. Okay. But, uh, yeah, really Baltimore, and uh, I was real happy when they won the Super Bowl that year. Very nice. My mom was a 49er fan, so she was pretty upset. Yeah. <laughs> and they won it on their defense, too, yeah. 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 let's be honest. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. Good deal. Good deal. So how did you know that you wanted to play on the defense? Like, when, what, what point in that did you make that decision? Really, I just played wherever a coach needed me. Uh, okay. I played offense, really, most of my whole life, and then I got to A&M. Was uh, playing safety. I played safety like my junior and senior year of high school, oh, okay. but not that as much because I was a quarterback, receiver, and all that. So. Oh, okay. But uh, just wherever coach need me, I'll be able to make plays anywhere. Cool. Very nice. So what's it like hitting somebody, man? Uh, it's it's a good feeling. <laughs> no, you're not getting hit. So. Yeah. 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 Goodness. Oh, you're good. But yeah, uh, you're not getting hit. So. That's always some. Sometimes you feel it too, just as much as him. Now. Of course, <laughs> but you can't let it show. Oh uh, yeah, never. You just jump right back up. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So going into the NFL, man, who's the who's the quarterback you wanna you wanna you know, maybe maybe sack once? Oh, most definitely Tom Brady. Oh, Brady. there you uh, go. The goat. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go after the goat. Yeah, that's, awesome, man. that's like 100%. Everybody says, Everybody, yeah, said, yeah everybody want a piece of Tom yeah. Brady. You beat him, but you gotta go against the best. So. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. A little Rick Flair action there. Yeah, yeah. You gotta beat the man. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's so that's so great. So, what do you, what do you what are you thinking, man? What are your feelings right now as you as you wait for the draft? Again, we're still a couple days out. Mm -hmm. we, we've we've went over the jitters, you know, just waiting for your name to be called. But like this whole process, how how are you processing it? Mm -hmm. You know, is is it humbling? Is uh, it most definitely humbling? Yeah, because yeah, uh, you know you've been working your whole life and uh, dreaming about this moment, and it's finally sure. here. So, uh, really doing everything you can to secure that that. Uh, spot on it, whatever organization that calls you. So, of course, that's you know keep keep keeping yourself humble and staying humble mm -hmm. and, and uh, keeping it all level yeah. is really important. Because yes, a lot of come coming at you at a fast, uh, yeah. small period of time. So it's real real big to stay humble. Yeah, we we talked about it earlier. Uh, you got to own the moment. You can't let the own moment yeah. own you. You know. Yeah. So sure. you if you just stay like that. Mm -hmm. Keep your head down. You should be good, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, then you're gonna knock out Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep your head down too far. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. Keep your head up. Yeah, yeah. Don't take me. Yeah, don't take don't take tackling advice from me. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Ed Reed. You said Ray Lewis. But like, who was your guy? Who was your guy that you looked up to and try to model your game after the most? Oh, Ed Reed. Ed Reed, yeah, hands yeah. down. Yes, sir. He's a. That guy's a beast. He is. A beast. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, card wise, collectible card wise. He's got one of the tougher rookies to find. He does. He has some very and, tough cards. And uh, his autograph has been going up here lately. So, yes, indeed. Uh, not indeed, a not man. a bad guy to uh, look at. I'm looking at your arms, man. You're making me look like a like a small little girl. <laughs> you, you, you're, all, you're all buffed out, man. What, what are you bench pressing, man? I can't even come up with a number off the top yeah. of my head. Four or five hundred pounds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. You, man, you're, you're pretty well built. You're built like a safety. You really are. Appreciate it. So, um, when you're playing back there, what's going through your mind? Like when you see the play develop in front of you, mm -hmm. is it like that, or is it you got to process something? Uh, I feel like it's just like that. Yeah. Uh, you practice over it, watch film, you sure. do all the studying, and when you see, you guys just react. Sure. So uh, you react slow. Uh, somebody gonna be running past. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like whatever you do, right or wrong, make sure you're going 100. percent Sure. Yeah. That's, That's right. gotta be the worst feeling in the world. To, oh, most to watch definitely. Somebody, like, yeah. Flying past you. They say if you you look up, see the ball, somebody gonna you gonna look, somebody <laughs> catching it. So. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's no good. Very nice. No good. 
All right, man. We're going to let you uh, keep signing autographs yes, here. Uh, we're going to get back over here and do one more interview, I think. Yep. Uh, before we get out of here, can you let our followers know where they can uh, follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter on DGPR underscore Banger5. Okay. GGPR stands for Go Go Power Rangers. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, and uh, on Instagram, Armani Watts underscore 23. All right, very nice. Guys, go yeah. check him out. Uh, looking forward to uh, be crushing Tom Brady at a football field near you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Joe Davis with GotBaseballCards.com, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. We are hanging out now with uh, Jets first round draft pick, Mr. Sam Darnold. Signing some USC uh, National Treasures Collegiate football cards. What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm good. Um, yeah, just signing, signing away. I've been signing for you know two days straight. Yeah. So I haven't slept all you know throughout the two days. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a hell of a process. Uh, I got to see this firsthand first at spring training this year with some uh, Major League Baseball rookies, and then at the NFL uh, the NFLPA rookie debut just before the draft. Uh, same process, and I am always amazed at like right. the amount of cards that that, that happens here. I feel sorry for your hand, like like John Hancock is real good uh, at yeah. you're done, right? No, it's good for my wrist too, right. you know, for throwing. Yeah, so you're doing well though. I'm getting uh, a workout in. You have a nice, full, complete signature, yeah. and I can tell you that. Uh, as a collector, we like to see that you know you're not you're not just a line. Or I'm not like just writing S, right? And then period, right? <laughs> yeah, or a, or a BM as I know some people yeah. might have done. No, that's a, that's a shot at Baker. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you think about this process? Is it is it you've been probably doing this for a while now since being drafted and maybe a little bit before the draft signing cards like this? Is it is it just is it just a thing now or? Um, well, I understand that it's like part of the deal, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I love it because you know I'm not at USC, not making any money. You know, it's I'm making money doing it, so sure. um, it's amazing. You know, whenever I get the opportunity to make money, you know, whatever it is, I'm I'm gonna give it my all. So of course, it's, it's awesome to be here and be doing this. Now, uh, at the, I, I interviewed your uh, your teammate, Mr. Uh, Ronald Jones Jr. Uh, had he had nice, kind words for you. So, uh, what what do you got to say about Roe? Rojo's nice. Yeah. He's a nice dude. Uh, Rojo's awesome. Uh, I mean, what he's able to do on the field kind of that speaks for itself. But the guy that he is off the field is he's an amazing dude, a great teammate. Um, he's someone you want on your team. You yeah. Know, in terms of what the culture, what the culture is going to be, and um, just as a if I was an owner, I would want him on my team. Awesome. His his lovely mother was there too, so she yeah, uh, she got in on the interview. That was great, Miss Jackie. Yeah. Getting another shout out in the podcast. So uh, going to the Jets, man. How do you feel about this? I feel awesome. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, I think we have a great opportunity to win, um, and you know, great defense. Um, a lot of great playmakers on offense too. Great, yeah. great line. So um, I'm just excited to continue to learn in the playbook, uh, mm -hmm. get with some of the vets and learn how to be a pro, you know. Um, it's a big step going from being an amateur to a pro, but I'm excited about it. Um, I'm just really excited to continue to you know, be in Jersey and be with the team and learn as, sure. uh, as much and as fast as I can. Now, um, have you seen the playbook yet? Have you have you got that thing? Yeah. Is it massive? <laughs> like, is it, it's big, yeah. yeah. So. What they do is they want us to learn as much as we can right now. Okay. So that when it comes time to game plan for a team, obviously there's not as much information that goes into it. Sure. But they want us they want us to know everything. And so they can put anything in the game plan if that makes right. sense. Right. Um, and so that that's really the goal of the coaches is for us to have a broad understanding of the playbook. Sure. And then once we get into a game plan, be able to dive in to, to the specific game plan that we have for a certain team and, and win with just those, you know, plays that we got for that game. What, do you, what are your thoughts about going into the uh, AFC East and playing? Because there's some, there's some beast teams, right? You know, starting with the Patriots and the GOAT. How do you, how do you feel about the competition there? That's going to be fun. You know, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compete. Um, I'm going to compete my butt off. I talked to Josh about it too, Josh being in Buffalo. Yeah. It's gonna be fun, you yeah. know, competing against him, competing against the Dolphins, you know, um, obviously, you know, Patriots. So um, I'm just excited to, to get started, and uh, but right now I'm just 
I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about learning the playbook and, and you know, continuing to build relationships with my teammates. Sure, of course. You guys are kind of uh, stacked, too, at quarterback. There's, there's a few of you guys there. Um, do you – is there, like, say, Bridgewater, is there something that, that you think he can teach you or any of the other guys? I'm sure that I'm sure the answer is yes, but is there something particular you're looking to learn from any of those guys? Teddy's been amazing. Yeah? Teddy's an amazing – just a, first of all, he's an amazing guy. Sure. Um – but he's just he's a really good veteran to, to have, you know, to have there. And same with Josh. Josh is amazing. Yeah. Hack's, Hack's really cool, too. It's just it's a really good room. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Teddy just he preaches to just put my head down and work hard, which, sure. I, which I love that he told me that. You know, it's, it's reassuring to know that, you know, I just – Especially as a rookie, I just need to go in and do my job. Sure. And yeah, so they'll be not worried too much about trying to lead or any of that. I'm going to lead in my way, but I'm just going to continue to be myself throughout the whole process. And um, and then Josh is obviously a great role model um, and a great guy to, to learn from as well. Josh is uh, something something amazing happened with him last year. No one would have predicted that going into the season. He had a hell of a season, and uh, he's a he's a wise veteran that I think that you can learn a lot from. So uh, I'm going to be interested to follow your progress throughout the rest of the season to see what happens. I'm pulling for you too, man, because I think you got the shaft in, uh, on the in the draft. I'm just going to say that myself. I think you got the shaft. I think you should have went a little bit earlier than you did. So uh, you don't have to say that. I will. <laughs> um, growing up, what, what other sports did you play? Um, so I played, obviously, you know, as everyone did, soccer. Yeah. Um, played AYSL. And then I uh, transitioned after that. I transitioned into uh, probably. Um, baseball, basketball, and football. Those were the main three sports that I played growing up. And loved every minute of it. Can you tell me how you got to USC? Um, so they offered me a scholarship, okay. and then I went there. No, oh, that's it? <laughs> no, so throughout my recruiting process, USC was really late to offer me. Okay. Um, I had to go to a camp and because um, I didn't have any junior tape. My junior year, I broke my foot early on in the season, and I didn't have any tape. Okay. And that's the year that you usually get recruited, get recruited off of. Yeah. And so I went to one of their camps, and Sark offered me, Coach Sark offered me right there on the spot, which was pretty cool. Um, and right when I got the offer, I kind of knew I wanted to go there. Sure. Um, but I had to, you know, weigh the pros and cons of it, and thought I made a pretty good decision. Of course. Did, did the um, former USC quarterbacks, you know, like, you know, Palmer and Liner and those guys, Sanchez, did they come in and, and teach you a little bit of something there? Or were they around the team? Or No, they, they weren't too involved. But, you know, I had conversations with them. Sure. Um, I had great conversations with them just about life. Um, really good conversations about life outside of football, you know. Yeah. USC um, being a really fun school, how you – how you kind of, you know, control yourself and be the best person that you can be off, you know, off the field. Um, sure. And I think that was something that I really took away from my conversations with those guys. Yeah. Now, Reggie was in here yesterday giving you guys a little pep talk, right? So, uh, without spoiling it and telling everybody what he said, what does it mean to, to have a veteran like that come in and, and, and lay, lay the groundwork for you guys? Yeah, so I idolized Reggie Bush. Okay. <laughs> Growing up. I was an SC fan. Um, I was an SC fan and idolized him, Liner, all those guys. But what Reggie said was to find stability in our lives because mm -hmm. um, we're being pulled in so many different directions. Um, thank you. And, you know, we're being pulled in so many different directions. Sure. And when that's happening, you want stability in your life. You want a good foundation. You want good friends. You want... You, know, you want a good family to be able to lean on in, in times of success and, and right. when you're, you know, maybe not feeling so hot. So, um, yeah, it's just, it was a good conversation that he had with, or a good conversation that he had with all of us. Sure. Now, let's go back to draft night. Your name is finally called. How are you feeling, man? Like, were you just ready to go pumped in because you got passed over eight other times, or what happened? Um... So I say that again. So, what, tell me about draft night. Like when your name was finally called, how how were you feeling? Oh, just relieved. Yeah. You know, it was it was amazing to be able to to be able to hear my name called, and you know, after that, it was just 
I was so happy just because sure. I knew that that was the right place for me. Right. Um, and I knew that's how it was going to be, whether I was drafted one, whether I was drafted late in the draft. I knew wherever I ended up was going to be the right place for me. Sure. Um, and I truly believe that the Jets, awesome. you know, that it worked out perfectly. Awesome. Now, uh, is Roger Goodell really a bad guy? Did everybody boo him for a reason? Roger, <laughs> no, he's, he's a good dude. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, he's a good dude. He got booed mercifully. I, 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 we did a timer on it. It was a minute and 14 seconds he got booed. Really? When he, when that's, I felt bad for the guy. I mean, I know he's not very liked in Dallas because of the whole Zeke situation, but uh, it's, it's good to know that it, to see you guys when you get drafted, you go up there and there's like this instant camaraderie between between the commissioner and, and all you guys. You know, you bro hug it out and all that stuff. So that's that's good to, good to know that he's a nice guy. Yeah, no, he's an awesome guy, and we had conversations with him too. Uh, really good dude. Awesome. Awesome. All right, I'm going to wrap this up and let you uh, get back to signing here. Thank you very much for taking time out of your uh, your your day here to do this for us. Oh, absolutely. This yeah, is thanks a, for having me. This is pretty sweet. And um, go J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, 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 baby. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Christy Petrillo from Figures Toy Company, and you're listening to the Fatbacks on Beckett Radio. And joining us now, our final interview for the week, is uh, my good friend, Mr. Ken Kinsley. We haven't caught up in a while, uh, so we just wanted to chat hobby and uh, see what's going on in your world, Ken. I know that you just went to uh, Rich Klein's show. How, how was that? i tell you what. It was, uh, it, seemed, it was funny. It seemed busier throughout the, uh, through the entire show been the shows that I've been to before and then come to see his wrap up, which if anybody follows him on Twitter or Facebook, you'll see that he mentioned, I think they, uh, I know they made more than they'd ever made before for the charity. So it seemed to be a win-win for everyone involved. And I, uh, I actually made money at, uh, setting up a table, which I usually don't do. That's, that's always a, a good thing to hear. That, that's a conversation that you and I have had often actually about, the money, you know, the money you spend to set up a table versus the money you make, and you're saying you're saying you came out on the on the positive side this time, so that's good. You did something a little different. You had a dime box and a dollar box, and then a showcase, correct? Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm interested in maybe trying to set up a little more often, but I want to simplify it. It's it's something that a lot of collectors want to set up a card shows and you know sell off excess, and I, and I truly get that because I'm the same guy. Sure, but I think the the unique challenge is if you're not an every time seller and you don't have the latest and greatest or you don't have a huge assortment, it's very tough to get your table fees back. Even like in this case, I had a bunch of dime boxes, and when I lived in Indianapolis, dime boxes were huge. There would be guys at monthly shows. There'd be two or three guys that from beginning to end of the show would have two or three people sitting in front of their tables just going through those. It's not as popular down here. So ultimately where I made my money was I sold a lot of stuff out of my showcase toward the end of the show. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was my theory is I'd like to set up, but you kind of need to be a little more consistent, but it's tough when you're just selling like your excess cards to actually make table fees. Everybody has a stream of doing that, but you almost have to make it a side business, I feel like, to be successful at a card show. I see. I see. I mean, that makes sense, especially down here. We have two regularly scheduled shows, and they you know, they have their, their base that they, that they advertise to, and I, I would feel like that those guys who set up regularly at those shows would, would do a little better than the new guy coming in. But um, the, the good thing is there is that we have two regularly – consistent shows that that someone like yourself or 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 you know anybody else can go establish themselves at so in the future you know they could they can uh make a little bit of money but there there again the 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 uh cards might get a little stale too if you're just running the same thing out there every time and that, yeah and that's exactly it and again i don't have the you know whatever the latest baseball set is whatever the latest uh you know whatever set is. And then the other thing that's a unique challenge for me is being in this area and being a, of the modern stuff I collect, I'm probably, I'm very heavy in the hockey, not exactly the biggest hockey market. So if you have somebody looking hockey, you can do real well. But if 
only a couple walk through that door, you know, it's a little little bit hairier. But, you know, in the case of Rich's show and this one, it's a, it's a charity show. So my table fees went to help with their charity, you know, what they do. Sure. So regardless, it was fun. This is the third time I've set up at one of his uh, one of these shows for him. So, you know, but I got to see I got to meet uh, Jeff, Pat Geek. You know, I got to see a lot of the guys from Twitter that I hadn't seen in a while. And then I got to meet a few that I've been interacting with. Um, so it was, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it was still a good time regardless of whether I had made any sales or not. It's always fun to, to meet people in the hobby. We talk about that a lot. And, um, I was surprised I was watching your Twitter feed on, on Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday and Monday. And like the amount of guys that, that drove out there for that, for that in this area, it looked like a real good time. I you 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 texted me and asked me if I was coming. I I had a legit air conditioner problem, and then we had to legit paint the bathroom. I know that sounds like a riveting weekend, but I I couldn't make it this time. But you guys look like you had fun, and you got to meet Jeff. That's awesome. That's all. I saw you uh, sporting a Pat Geek shirt. Where'd you get that? I got that. Yeah, picked that up from him. Uh, I got that a couple months ago, I believe. He uh, he had some for sale. I don't know. Uh, he, he was out of some, and then I got one out when he got more in, so I don't know if he still got them, but yeah, so cheap, cheap plug for uh, cheap plug for Jeff over at Pat Geek on YouTube. I'll give him another cheap plug. I am on his latest uh, episode. We broke some 1987 Tops baseball and had a nice little conversation. So yeah, so go please check out and subscribe to uh, Pat Geek over on YouTube. He would uh, love it. Tell him that Ken and Eric sent you over there. Um I want to get into something, man. You, you've been working on this racing set, and I've seen an update recently. How, what's going on with that? The, the T36 set? Yes, sir. Yeah, actually, a couple of months, uh, not a couple of months, I would say probably about a month ago. Um, so I have notifications set up on eBay. I'm sure most everybody that's relatively active on there does. Um, I have too many. Uh, I don't get the daily emails on all of them, but I frequently have to delete some of my uh, save searches because I'm not using them and I want to save something new. But yeah, the last three cards I needed for my 1911 auto driver set came up. These were, if you, uh, uh, somebody in the hobby is familiar with the T206 set, um, these were, these are from that same time frame. The set was, there was some documentation that came out about three or four years ago where these cards were apparently only in put into place in the packs of cigarettes for like three or four days at the most. Oh, wow. For some reason they got pulled and we don't know why. So they're not abundant. You can find most of the drivers in a short amount of time. They'll pop up on eBay. Most of them, you know, like T206 is there anything else from that era? They're typically overpriced. But I found the last three cards that I needed for my set. Somebody in California listed like 40 different cards. So I was able to pick up the last three that I needed to complete the front run. So because it's a 25-card set. And then next on the quote-unquote project will be each of those cards, each of those 25, has four different backs. Oh, wow. There is a Mecca, Mecca back and a Hassan back. And then under each of those, there are two different factories they were printed in. So my next challenge is to to put that together. But it, I was surprised that it only took me a little over two years to put the twenty five together. But so that was my next question. Was, hundred was how long it took you to put the twenty five together? So you said two years. Um, are you going to go ahead and, and try for the whole one hundred now? Or are you going to move on to something else? It's definitely something I'm going to look at. I mean, I'm going to look at doing when the price is right. I'm not going to overpay. Although I have seen that in a couple of years, the prices on these cards are going higher. So I don't know what that is. If it's just the whole vintage boom in general and people see old card and are paying more. But I've noticed that it seems like the uh, prices have almost on a single card have almost doubled. That's, Since I was buying them, that's pretty, start, I was able to get them for around ten bucks, and now they're going up to around twenty bucks for, you know, just a basic common card. Most of the cards are about the same. It's a little tougher to find Barney Oldfield um, and Lewis Chevrolet, but most of the cards really turn out to be about the same price. What I've discovered, obviously, is when I can find a lot. I've bought a couple of times. I've bought seven card lots. And that's where I, you know, like anything else, that's where I get my best deal. And when you're looking for various backs, that works out well. Sometimes you get two cards of 
the same front and a lot, but two different backs. I see. Well, if you're buying a lot, you can't really complain what you're getting out of the lot because you know what you're going in. And usually, are these usually pictured, photographed very well, so you know what you're getting, or is it just the front of the card, so you're just taking taking a risk? If it's if it's a single car now going forward, you know I'll pay more attention. At first, it was just a matter of whether I needed the front. Now going forward, if it's a single card, I have the back. Depending on the price, you know, I still may pull the trigger if it's in the right price range and it's an upgrade. Otherwise, if it's a lot, I'm not going to even worry about it. I'm going to go ahead and still keep trying to acquire them, pick them up, and uh, we'll find out if I need them later. If not, I'm sure that, you know, I'll just hang on to them for a while and maybe down the road find find a trading partner or two. Um, I know there are a couple people out there that have put sets of these together. So sure. there is a, some interest, and, and the prices have gone up a little. So there's definitely some interest for them. So you are one of those collectors that I, I – I think a lot of us can relate relate to is you have this back and forth love hate relationship with modern cards where I've seen you post recently about um, you, you you can't decide what you want to collect sometimes that's an issue and then sometimes you just get so frustrated with modern cards that it, that's an issue where are you falling at today I mean it's today's September seventh where are you falling at today and how do you feel about how do you feel about the hobby right now see this is kind of See, what you need to do, though, is it kind of it's kind of like some of the projects I do in my real-life job. Not only do you need to put the date stamp on it, you need to put the time stamp down to the second on it as well because right. it, it's, hard to, it's hard to say. So, you know, we need to time stamp this, and then we can chat in about two hours and see where I am again. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but, but currently, uh, you know, and it's funny, there are some – there's a lot of talk out there about how people are collecting, how, how they're storing. I'm, I'm basically to, uh, I like the vintage stuff. I've picked up some, yeah, I've been acquiring the T36 cards, the auto drivers, and then the T206s slowly. I've already, I'm up to about 45 of those in a couple of years, and I never thought I'd get to that point. But, you know, every once in a while you add one, you add two, it, it adds up quickly. And then, I'm just not in love with the modern stuff. So where a lot of my other money goes, if it's not to the vintage is buying boxes of junk wax and putting some of those cards from my youth together, those sets, you know, from when I was nine, 10, 11 years old that, you know, they weren't worth anything quote unquote 20 years ago. So I got rid of them Sure, and regret that. <laughs> but I posted a picture that was pretty popular on uh Instagram and Twitter the other night. You can follow me on Twitter at Beans Card Blog if you want. But I posted a picture of just a bunch of wax boxes that I have on my shelving unit that I have cards and it turned out to be pretty popular. People liked it. You know, I got a couple of uh, 87 Donners, 388 Donners. You know, I'm gonna put these sets back together and just hand collate them for fun. When you're getting the bo- when you're getting a full wax box for ten bucks, you know, just have some fun with it. You know, the very first time that. You- that you and I met in person and I'm sure you remember this. It was, it was at rich Klein's card show and mm-hmm. we were, we were, we were buying like $5 hockey boxes, like 80, well, no, I'm sorry. It was like 98, 99 choice or something like that. And that's exactly what it was. And we, we were just because they were $5 a piece. We were just buying them and open them. Like we had no real, real, uh, you know, we didn't want to make a lot of money with, but we ended up pulling some nice stuff. Like uh, the, the, we pulled a Patrick Waugh, uh red red Star Quest that that graded that I graded it was a nine five. I mean, that was a out of a five dollar box that ended up being like a you know a thirty dollar card. That was that's a good mm-hmm. good return on your investment. So your little wall of wax is fun. I, I I did enjoy that picture. There's another picture of you floating around out there. Of, um, you you couldn't have been more than nine or ten years old with. Just sitting on your on a couch with cards all around you, so you've been in this for the long run. So that wall of wax is very indicative of who I who, when I think Ken Kinsley, I think of uh, that junk wax stuff, and it's been the same since I've since we first met. And I like that about you. You're consistent, buddy. Yeah, it's just you know the what I'm keeping, what I'm letting go of changes. You know, it's like. You know, my fiance, soon to be wife, and I went to the beach. You know, we go to the beach the last couple of years. We go once a year, and we're like, "Oh man, it'd be it'd be really great to move to the beach." But there's also hurricane season, and then it makes you think, "Oh well, you know, if I had to get away in a pinch, 
you know, <laughs> maybe I should just focus on a minimalistic, you know, what does it mean to me? And then it's like, oh, you know what, building a set here, building a set there, it doesn't hurt buying this here. And then all of a sudden it accumulates again. And I've gone through that, you know, it's kind of like a bell curve in the last, not even a bell curve, I guess it would be just more of an up and down curve in the last three to four years of, oh, I can keep this, but you know what, it doesn't mean anything, so let's let it go. You know, I want to be able to look at a card and it needs to elicit some kind of memory for me. Sure. Some of the cards that I have in binders are five cent commons or less than a five cent common, but for some reason it means something to me. When I see that 1988 Donruss Greg Jeffries, I remember that that was one of the last cards I needed for that set, and it was like a three dollar card in 1988, which was which was big for a card. Yeah, for a modern card. Right. So even though I can get that card, you know, out of a quarter box now, you know, having it in that binder means something. Burt Reynolds died yesterday. I have a Burt Reynolds card of him in his uh, Florida State uniform. Florida Gators. So, and I'm a, I'm a big Burt Reynolds fan. Um, you know, probably mostly because of the mustache. I'm <laughs> more than slightly jealous. But, uh, you know, so I, I have that now. Um, you know, as I'm flipping through the binder six months from now, you know, I'll have that to think about. And, and that's a lot of what I do anymore. If I lo- if something were to, heaven forbid, something were to happen to my house and I lose it, I'm not losing a lot of money in that stuff. I'll lose the memories, but I can reacquire them too. Sure, sure. All right, man. I and this was short notice, and I told you I wouldn't keep you long. So I'm 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 happy and thankful that you could jump in with me. It's it's been about 15 minutes, so I wanted to let you get back to uh, what you're doing, your regular life. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who listened this week. Uh, again, what we did this week to uh, you know, it's the NFL's kicking off. So I played you my three favorite interviews. I'm sorry, four favorite interviews that we did leading up to the NFL season with uh, with this rookie class. And I hope you really enjoy those. Uh, you, you have been on with us, Ken, courtesy of Marlin and Sparty Hawk, the Sparty Hawk Cash Hotline. Thank you for Marlin for sponsoring us. Uh, I want to thank everybody else, uh, all my other sponsors, uh, the Collectible Card Club, um, who at Monster Breaks, Badger Breaks this month and last month, and finally ending their sponsorship today. Thank you for the monthly sponsorship to Minnesota Nice Cards. Uh, everybody else, thanks for listening. Have a blessed week. Cue the Jericho. Controller explode and break bones on an uncrossing enemy zone. The headphones are pushing for two. Mission control, it's stories to be told. Code decode these remotes. Broke down, but this behold. The ill is from CO. Deep through the keyhole to see this one light. Leeches lurking in the darkness, won't leave living tonight. Punchline for this fight, we cause they heads ain't fed right. How can you see my brother with no perspective of sight? Can't do good and live right. Kick snares and high hats, they be the get right. Here they give the blind sight. What? Me and my people just might tonight. Alright? Me and my people just might.